0: Married with a Business
1: is brought to you by audible.com. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig and I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips, tricks, stories, whatever. Interviews with about being a married couple that own and operate a business together
0: yeah and so craig what's been going on
1: well happy fourth of july to everybody i hope everybody had a nice safe and fun fourth of july did lots of fun stuff i will say we had a good time we went to a, a party uh for our friend kevin who is getting shipped off for a year he's in the navy and he's going to be away from his family for a year uh which is super hard but it was good we had a little uh get together for him and we all get to spend some time with him
0: yeah it was good to be with everybody
1: yeah so uh Best of luck to him. I hope he stays safe. Allison, I... Don't even know where to start the show. This week's show is is amazing on so many levels. Very excited. Very excited. So we reached out to uh, Emily and Jesse Cole. They are the owners of a baseball team in Savannah, Georgia, called the Savannah Bananas. If you haven't heard of them, uh, you're probably living under a rock. The Savannah Bananas have been this huge viral success over the past year or so, um, and they've been doing what they're doing now for five or six years. Um, and it's a minor league or collegiate summer league baseball team down there. They do all of this really fun stuff. They're they're making it fun for the fans. Uh, the name of their company is Fans First Entertainment that owns it. It they're two amazing people. And it was
0: super exciting that Emily even emailed us back because they get so many messages and emails and requests and we had first heard about them um, I know we've talked about books Mike McCallowitz's books in the past Mike had talked about featured them a little bit in one of his books and so I've known about them for years but they have exploded on social media this year
1: yeah and they've got an ESPN television show coming out in a few weeks they've got a lot going on but I want everybody to take a few minutes here and listen to our interview with the owners of the Savannah Bananas Emily and Jesse Cole We're really happy and uh, about to go bananas on the show this week. We're excited to have Emily and Jesse Cole, owners of the Savannah Bananas, to join us this week on the show. Guys, thanks for being on.
2: Hello. Happy to be here. Excited to be with you
3: guys.
1: Emily, tell us a little bit about how you and Jesse met.
2: So contrary to popular belief, I was actually in the industry before meeting Jesse. So we were both working for separate teams. And Jesse was a young general manager and was really trying to learn and decided to host a conference himself to just pull together a lot of the greats in the industry to learn from. And so my boss at the time, I was working for Ripken Baseball, she was at the conference, heard Jesse speak on stage at this conference he was hosting. And she actually left the room and called me and said, I just met the guy you're going to marry. Oh, I love that. That was the original kind of connection. And so, of course, we did. You know, I wasn't looking for marriage at the time. I was 24 and really wanted to, to kind of make my own way in the industry. But I did want to learn from him. And so we connected and just created a professional relationship and kind of shared ideas for a few years. And, you know, it just grew from there.
3: Yeah, but the first time she met me, I was doing the thriller dance on the field, uh, teaching the players how to do the thriller dance. Yes. So that was a...
2: Very great first impression. Yes,
3: yeah, <laughs> she was very confused on who this guy is. So that was actually the true story in 2010, I think. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about... you. You met because you were working in the n- industry, but... When you, how did you get from the company you were with over to working with Jesse? So we shared ideas and
2: connected just on the creativity and what we wanted to do to serve fans at our own teams for a few years and really found that we both had a similar vision. You know, we were in it for the experience for the fans and. That was that was our our end all be all for for each of us, and it might not have been the same for the teams that we were with, but that was his vision and that was my vision. And so after a couple of years of working separately, we kind of remet at a conference for the industry. Uh, it was one of those movie moments where we walk into a room and kind of lock eyes from across the room, and you know you know the person, and, and we recognized each other, but hadn't really seen each other in person for years, and so. We just connected that night and caught up on what we were doing with our own teams, and really the the passion for the industry is what brought us together. We've both had so many ideas that we just spent the rest of the conference sharing those ideas, and really by the end of it, I think we were both just so inspired and um, you know optimistic about maybe what we could grow together. That at the time it just became a no-brainer that we needed to eventually collaborate on something. And of course, that turned into me moving to the team that he was running for and becoming the director of fun for his team.
3: And here's a, here's a fun fact, guys. So while at that conference, we were both in relationships with other people. And this is how dumb of a guy I was at that moment. As soon as I saw her that night and we talked that whole night, I called my girlfriend at the time. You wouldn't believe it was here. Emily, remember the girl, Emily? She's amazing. We're having the best time ever. And I literally talked about her for like 20 minutes on that call. Not a smart play by me, but obviously it worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, it definitely paid off in the end for you, Jesse. Um, so you guys, you know, you're in a, it's, it's obviously, it's a, it's a different industry. Um, you, you know, you're always front facing, you're always with people. How do you guys work together now that you own a team and, and you've grown this, this, um, this team that you kind of just created in Savannah? How have you guys, how do you guys work together on sort of the implementation and the visionary aspects of the business?
3: We didn't work tremendously well together at, at first we, we learned, so, you know, I think with anything, when you come, you learn what. Gives you energy. What you're the best at. What your passion is. What you can really add the most value to. And when we first started with our first team in Gastonia, North Carolina, there was a point where it was just me and Emily. Like it was me and Emily and like a seasonal person and come part-time people. And so we were just in each other's lanes like crazy, just trying to do everything. And I think that's a challenge that a lot of married couples have when they work together. It's you know jumping into each other's person's work. And so for us, what we learned was that where she excels and where I excel. Um, we both don't excel in numbers at all. Like, get financials away from us. Like, we're not good at that. I fail at operations. It would take me two hours to do something that would take her five minutes to do. I just can't do it. And so I'm very good at the the show and the entertainment, and that's where I focus a lot of my time on. So what we've really bared down on recently is that I'm a lot of the front-facing, on the field, the showman, and she is the one that is the heart of our organization, who truly cares about our people, makes sure the hiring, the right people, we're doing the right things for our staff and our team members. And that's where we really excelled at, where we're, we're going now.
0: How do you guys fold in the being parents and owning the business? How do you, how do you guys manage the, what you have to do, the roles you have at home and the roles you have with the company? I really, it
2: comes down to us communicating constantly. We are constantly looking at our calendar and, and chatting about things. I mean, we commute, together, we live together, we work together. So we are together 24 seven and it is just constant conversation about who's handling what. Um, we are very intentional now on our schedules and on our calendars that we, we both know what gives us energy and what we want to fill our days with and what we're going to be spending our time doing. And so that has really helped us now that our family has grown tremendously and that takes up, you know, even more time than, than the work life.
3: Yeah. I mean, two years ago we had one child, then last year, we added another foster, uh, our first foster daughter. And then this past year, we added another foster baby. So we're just like, every year, let's see if we can throw another challenge. And, and but it's, it's, I'll tell you, it's been wonderful uh, learning how to become better. I mean, we're so focused on maximizing uh, enjoyment and, you know, pleasure with for ourselves, with the, the team, the business, but most importantly, our kids. So for us, it's just, Hey, this is what a Monday looks like. This is what a Tuesday looks like. And we also have help. You know, we're not afraid to share. We, we have an au pair that helps us now. That's been tremendous. And I think it's important to realize sometimes as married couples, when you're so into the business and doing something that's growing to get help. And we have an amazing family and support system. So she's the one that really runs the calendar. I'm just the one trying to help out with assists where I can, but it's been tremendously helpful.
0: Well, when we got work, when we were waiting for you a little while ago, that's what Emily was saying. She was like, I have to decide what to put on his calendar and what not to put on his calendar. And so how do you make those decisions, Emily? How do you decide what it is you guys are? We only have 24 hours in a day. How do you decide what is worth spending the time on and what you can should say no to?
2: Yeah, we've had to become very intentional with that, and especially recently with the growth of the bananas and we're so grateful for that. Um, But we often do have to take a step back and we have weekly date nights. And so that is very helpful for us to kind of reconnect on what is on the horizon because there are so many interviews now and there are so many media outlets and groups that are just trying to be involved in our life. And that's so flattering. But at the end of the day, it's him and I and our three kids at home. And so we have to make sure that we're carving out that space and that that is sacred to our time. So it's just constantly communicating about what we have coming up, what's important to us. And, you know, we're happy to schedule things with people, but it might be a couple weeks or a month down the line because there might be, you know, a date night with a daughter or a son that that is that week that cannot be skipped. And so we're just very intentional on yep. communicating through it and making sure that we are constantly filling our calendar with the most important things to us.
3: To, to give you an example, boundaries are important. So I'm fortunate to get the request that we do. And I, I probably get asked to do um, a podcast every day on weekends or nights after 6pm. And it's a hard no for me. Hey, I I can find time potentially, but not on family time. You know, every Sunday I do breakfast with the kids. That's not going to miss. I don't want to try to work around that because I got to do 11am podcast. So it's really important that we do have those boundaries. And we understand things happen. But as far as things that we can control, like game nights, there's game nights, like that's when we play our games. But podcasts, interviews, other things like that, we work around. And I think I think that's something that is tough for people because we enjoy podcasts. We enjoy a lot of these things. And but
2: we all want to say yes to yes, everybody. Yes,
3: yes, yes, exactly. But we just kind of have some of those firm boundaries, which I think every couple can can figure out what's best for them.
1: And I think it's hard, like, when you are a small business. I mean, let's let's be honest. The Savannah Bananas are a small business, a giant corporation. So it's hard when you're a small business and you're trying to balance, you know, that family time. And now you guys have exploded and gone viral. What what are you hoping, you know, by doing this and keeping that time for the kids, but also having the success that you're having with the team? What are you hoping that your children are learning from this, Jesse? Like, what do you hope that they, you know, gain watching you out there in your yellow tux and the the business that you and Emily have built together?
3: See, this excites me. I love this question. And I actually, I'm so happy because these are questions I don't ever get on normal podcasts. So thank you for this. I, I have moments. I always look at moments that stand out. Obviously, when Maverick, our son was born, you know, when we got engaged, there's always special moments, at peak moments. Uh, one for me was my birthday last year, and we were starting our world tour, which was a one-city world tour at that point, but we were playing in Savannah as well. And it was my birthday, and I really was, I wanted to see the kids. That was really important to me. But be able to get our kids to come to a game where we didn't have an au pair them, we didn't have family uh, that was in town that could drive them, so this wasn't going to happen. And I remember vividly, we do a march to open the gates, very similar to a Disney rope drop, but even more over the top with our pep band and our male cheerleading team and our breakdancing coaches. And it's this big opening march where we greet the fans. And we're coming there, and I'm clapping, really happy, seeing a line of over 2,000 people hours in advance to come to our game. And all of a sudden, I turn the corner, and there's my two kids and my son and obviously our foster daughter there. And Emily planned this surprise for me that, like, stood out. And it was they were there, and I picked them up and started dancing with them in front of the fans. I like lost track of where I was or what I was doing, but my two kids were there. And so your question in sense, how does this you know relate as far as them being involved? I get so excited at the opportunity to think our kids can go all over the world with us and can see, hopefully, the joy that we're bringing to people. And see, I mean, even our kids go around the crowd today, who wants it? Who wants it? And they go around the house, who wants it holding up like a t-shirt? Because I throw out t-shirts in the crowd. Or they start doing the Hey Baby dance. And it, it brings so much joy to me to see that they're doing things that bring me joy and thousands of fans. And I think now as we grow this, they are going to be able to see places in the world that I never had the opportunity to see. And so many people don't because of how fortunate we are with what the team's doing right now.
2: And I'll add on to that. I mean, your question was about our kids, but Jesse and I, although we're not that old, we're the oldest in our office. And so we also look at the opportunity of how we can teach our other children, which are all the people who work with us and because they are younger and, and they're learning from us. And so we are very intentional about how we spend our time and, and that gives them permission to put their family first and their health first. And if we're not living that, then it's going to be really hard for us to support the relationships they're in, you know, if they're not giving that a hundred percent. And so we're, we really want to live by the model of fans first, which is the name of our company. And so to do that, we have to make sure that they're putting themselves and their families first. And so we, we really don't feel guilty anymore about coming in later on game day mornings um, because we're home with our kids because that's what we want our staff to do as well.
1: Awesome. You guys have this baseball team now that has blown up. It's viral. You guys are huge. It's an awesome success. How, how do you guys shut it off at night how do you separate the craziness of the savannah bananas and then slow it down to be just jesse and emily hanging out at night or going out on date night?
2: yeah honestly we're we're not great at that but we don't necessarily want to be it is it's such a part of our life and it's integrated into everything that it's easy for it to just pop up in conversation um again, we talk through everything. And so I will voice, Hey, we need to talk about this with the kids, or we need to talk about this event that's coming up, that's family. And, and we, we kind of get it out there when we start our date nights or something that if there's something that's more important that needs to be discussed, we'll make sure that it gets pushed to the top of the conversation because inevitably one of us will bring up something with the, with the team, with the bananas. I mean, the brand has just become a huge part of our life that we enjoy talking about it. So I don't, I wouldn't say that we shut off a lot, but that's also intentional because we enjoy talking about it.
3: Yeah, I, I struggle with the language. I don't. If you have to think about, it, you have to shut anything off. Maybe you need to reat, you know, relook at the roots of why you think you need to shut it off. You know, obviously, it can be to an extreme. And Emily knows that. I write ideas every morning. I might come out and say, "Hey, I got an idea." But like Jesse, it's six a.m. I'm working on getting breakfast for the kids. Like that happens. But uh, you know, for us, I think it's the the. If you look at something like, "Oh, we got to shut it off. We got to shut it off. We got to shut it off," that means one person in the marriage probably is having really challenges with, and that's a bigger conversation.
2: And we've been there. Yeah. We we have had those periods in our life. Yeah. Um, and again, we just had to talk through them because what what really eventually was the problem is that I was working on things I shouldn't have been working on, and you know I was in his lane, and so we once we backed up and we found out, okay, I was not mentally in a great spot with work. Then, I, of course, I did want to shut it off. Um, but once we got into a healthy pattern of being in departments that we belonged in and being able to lead the right things, it now seems to be a healthy back and forth of just kind of catching each other up on our departments. And um, so we don't
0: shut it off, really, as much as
2: probably <laughs> we, we, most people
3: We fail on that, but we love it. We truly do love what we get to do, which is pretty cool.
0: So, Jesse, do you guys think you're natural communicators or have you learned to communicate
3: <laughs>
0: with each other? I mean – you're a natural communicator and presenter, but, but, but interpersonally. No, how- no, uh,
3: it goes, we'll go back to your roots. I think, you know, I'm an only child, um, didn't have any brothers and sisters. My parents were divorced. It was just my father who raised me, you know, in regards to communicating well as a group, it wasn't something I was fortunate to do things I wanted to do, find my way. My dad took care of me well, that she coming from three brothers, uh, and a family that was together almost all the time, she worked so well together, sharing, communicating, working as a group, being there for the other one. I didn't have that. She had to parent me for most of the beginning of our marriage on how to be like oh, a better still
2: person. still a daily.
3: <laughs> well, most. I was saying most of the beginning of marriage. Now it's it's toned down a little bit. I'm becoming a better person. But she had to teach me how to be a better person and be aware of things. This is a true story. Like, okay. I, I walk very fast. I go where I'm going. And little things like, stay. hey, stay back with people. Stay back with people. I'm, a, I'm going in a direction with anything, I go in that direction. She keeps me kind of in the uh, aware of all that stuff. And every day she's like, I think you're becoming more aware or if it's a bad day, Jesse, you're still not aware. So that happens <laughs> regularly.
2: Yeah, we've, we've definitely learned to communicate better. I would say we are very big on taking personality tests and yeah. just really to learn ab- about each other more just out of interest, not because, you know, we think it's, it has to be done in, in companies, but we do it because we think it strengthens, strengthens our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many things that I have learned about him. He is the idea person. He does wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and I have had to, um, learn to not squash those dreams right away. You know, I'm a a very realistic person. So it was very easy for me in the beginning of the relationship to say, you're insane. We're not doing that. You know, somebody will get hurt. Um, and he just wants to create and, and bounce ideas off of people. And so it, was hard for us at first when he wanted to come up with all these outlandish ideas. And I wanted to say that won't work because. And so we have had to learn to communicate. Both of us, you know, he eases into those conversations. Sometimes they don't get brought up at four in the morning anymore. And I have had to learn to pause before saying no and say, that's interesting. I wonder if and twist my language a little bit more. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's just naturally once you spend a lot of time together, you learn how the other person operates. And so we have become much more aware of what hurts each other's feelings, what gives each other energy and just be a little bit more respondent on that. It's like the love languages, like it's not necessarily what is in it for you, but it it makes us have a better relationship. If I learn what's important to him and what his love language is, um, it might not be my love language, but if I give him that, then he responds better. And so we're just very, um, we're, yeah. we're lifelong learners in that sense
0: where we're constantly trying to get better at that. Yeah.
3: And love language. Have you, guys, have you guys done love language?
0: We haven't done love language, but we've done a lot of the other personality t- testing. Yeah. That's very similar to me and Craig. Craig is also an only child and he is a high I in the dispersonality and I am a C. Don't mm-hmm. come to me with half an idea mm-hmm. because then I'm just going to. How do we do that? How do we do that? Yeah. Like he's the wow person. He's, yeah. he's yeah. always big ideas. Yeah.
1: The Christy rate how and wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I,
2: yeah.
3: I'll, I'll tell you, love languages was a real game changer for us. We did it for our whole organization as well as ourselves. But like I'm words of affirmation and she is acts of service. And so it's very easy. Like I can tell her all day how much I love her and how much I appreciate her. She's thankful, but it doesn't mean as much as actually doing something for her. Last night, cutting the strawberries for the kids, she was like ecstatic, and I'm like, I'm just cutting the strawberries, but that's an act of service. I can tell her I love her and do all these big acts, doesn't mean anything. I cut the strawberries, took the trash out, like that's big time stuff. I didn't <laughs> oh, get it. That's gonna be me. Yeah, I didn't get it at first because what I did is I bought a custom axe on Amazon, like you know, you chop down trees, and I had service inscribed in it. I said, acts of service. She didn't think that was that funny. So I thought it was. You still have that, don't right, you? Yeah, somewhere. All right. Anyways.
1: Guys, we ask all of our guests like to give us um, a resource or a tool. I mean, you just gave us one there. I guess, is there, you know, you got you have books, Jesse, you have books you've written. Um, uh, Fans First is the newest one, correct? Yes. And uh, and tell us a, a, something that has really kind of helped you guys maybe as a couple, you um, you know, grow and be better owners or be better service people or
3: whatever it might be.
2: You'll probably go with a book or a podcast. I'm, so I'm going to go in a different direction. Oh, no,
3: I wasn't going to go a book. I was trying to get an idea. Well, Jesse going.
2: reads like two books a week and he's, he's very smart and he always fills his brain with more resources, which is great. But I'm going to go a different direction and say the app Cozy, mm-hmm. uh, C-O-Z-I, it's the calendar that we use for our family. That is a tool that has been a game changer for me just because we do have so many moving parts that that really helps me feel in control of our life is seeing all of our stuff in one place. So that's been a resource. It's been a game changer for our family.
3: What we say often here is like, love your customers, love your fans more than you love your product, but then love your people, your team members, even more than you love your customers. But you got to love yourself above all. And you can't be your best for others if you don't take care of yourself. And a game changer for me was a book, but it's more of the message behind the book. Sky,
2: really, I knew you were going to pick a book.
3: was uh, in 2015, I read the book Miracle Morning. Uh, by Hal Elrod and about basically the whole premise is win the morning, win the day. And most people don't start their morning on purpose. They started with other people's priorities, go to their social media, go to email, go to whatever. I was the same way. What's on the news? What's going on? And I was in a bad spot a lot of times because it would bring me down. Now I intentionally start the morning. You know, I run, I read, I write, I do a thank you letter. I do my ideas. And by the time I finish my morning, I can be my best for the kids, for Emily. And most importantly, mentally, I'm at my best. So ready to take on the day. So I think it's really important to develop what your miracle morning is. How can you be your best for others? Maybe it's not just miracle morning. Maybe it's something at night. You know, at night, every night before we go to bed, we do rose, rose bud, which is it's finish your day with gratitude. Roses are amazing things that happen during the day, and a bud is something you're looking forward to. And even if we're apart, I'm speaking somewhere else or Emily somewhere else. We text each other or call each other what our roses and the buds are. So it teaches us to see the beauty in the day, to see the things that we're grateful for. And that's so important to finish each night like that. And that's been very
1: helpful. Wow, that's, that's that. amazing. Thank you. No, that's awesome. I know a lot of our listeners know who you guys are and know about the Savannah Bananas. But we allow everybody that comes on the show to, you know, their little elevator pitch about who they are and what they are tell us a little bit uh about the savannah bananas jesse
3: the savannah bananas are a circus and a baseball game breaks out Uh, espn called us the greatest show in baseball Uh, but more importantly we're just out here having fun we want to be the most fun team in baseball and create an experience for fans that's truly special and that's what wows us when we have fans that drive 40 hours to come to a game and drive 40 hours back to go to Utah to come to a game and they paint their beards yellow and get tattoos and see how much people really, uh, that we were able to bring joy to it. It means the world to us. We're not focused on money. We're not focused on revenue we aren't focused on sales. We're focused on creating fans and having fun. And fortunately now, uh, it's really taken off as, you know, we sold out every single game and have that wait list over 60,000 and we get to bring this joy to more people all over the world.
1: Wow. That's awesome guys.
0: Thank you so much. This is, you guys have done an amazing job working together to build a business and build a brand, but most importantly, to build a family. And it's really exciting to hear more of your story because the Savannah Bananas are great, but you guys are the Savannah Bananas. So thank you so much. Small oh,
3: part, but thank yes. you.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Allison, in all the years that we've done this, we've gone to a bunch of speaking engagements. We've talked to a lot of people now on the podcast. I will say that Emily and Jesse gave me more energy after speaking with them for a half hour than a lot of those other things have.
0: I mean, how can you not? He is sitting in front of us in a bright yellow suit with his bright yellow hat on. And when he says he walks fast, you can Feel the energy in his body. Yeah,
1: you can just you feel that. It's amazing. Like his energy is amazing. They had so many great things to talk about. They're, they're not only has, has is what they have done with the baseball team and the social media and that growth been amazing. And their story, you know, of of you know. They you you'll hear this in other places if you learn about the savannah bananas, but you know they were living on a mattress on a floor, and thirty dollars a week for food to what they've built now. But in six years, in six years, I mean, this is this is these are two people who
0: had a vision, had a set of shared goals and ideas and drive, and pushed forward. Yeah,
1: they were just tenacious about it. They
0: succeeded because they did it together. Yeah,
1: and it's and so. It was really—I think one of the—there uh, were a lot of things they, they hit on, and I think, you know, when we—at the end of the interview, you know, when Jesse was—we were talking about—he was talking about Hal Elrod's book, uh, The Miracle Morning, and but he was talking about how every day he and Emily— talk to each other if it's on the phone or text or at home at night and they do rose rose bud which is a rose like he said is something that was awesome amazing that happened that day and a bud is something you're looking forward to tomorrow and i just think that like that connection that they have of working together is great and and we've said this all along like it's one of the things that it's hard for us and i think a lot of other married couples like working together is a challenge yeah and you have to find those things that not only help you stay you know, in sync together with each other, but to also help your business grow. Well,
0: and like Emily said, you know, they communicate a lot. You can see that she really values and pushes the communication to with each other because that's what's keeping them in sync and connected. And and Jesse was admitted like she trained had to train him on how to do those things and how to communicate well. And that, you know, being intentional on how they spend their time is to put the health their health and their family's health first is leading by example for their team because you know, they're not very old, but they are some of the older people in their organization.
1: Yeah, that's what Emily said that, too. And and it's true that she said, like, if we if they don't put their family first and then they expect that from their, you know, their staff as well. And so, again, it's building that culture, like not only the outward culture that you see them have, you know, with the, the TikTok posts and the Facebook posts or whatever, the social media explosion that they've had, but also to hear that, that that's how it runs like that is what you see is the truth. Of how it runs inside,
0: and I think that that's what was what was so fun for me about t- getting a chance to talk to them because the media puts the wow factor first, which they should
1: well, social media does right. I mean, you t- you t- we talk about this all the time in social media, you always see the the good and the pretty, and
0: but I like to see how did you get there right And I was so honored to get Emily to be part of this conversation because she's not really part of a lot of these media conversations about how are they doing it together and yes Jesse is the front man the man in the yellow suit and the guys on the field are doing all the fun dances but to have all that that fun working on on the stage you got to have it working behind the scenes and it was great to hear how really involved they are together in making those decisions. I
1: think for us, uh, another thing, Allison, is we did, after we did our interview with them, we went and did love language.
0: We did. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, I really, I liked how Jesse talked about how their love languages were different. And so he kept saying words of affirmation to Emily but that's not really what she needed. She needed acts of service. Right.
1: And it's it's funny because I think it's you and I have done a lot of those, you know, self tests. We've done discs and all, all of that stuff. This was one that we hadn't done any before and it's different. It definitely is different than like a regular personality test.
0: Yeah, but that's what's fun about these. Like Emily said, they do lots of different ones because it helps them find different ways to communicate with each other as they learn more about themselves and each other.
1: And I actually think that the, like we did this last week and and I think doing, uh, you know, this will make us kind of communicate with each other a little bit differently, don't you?
0: Yeah, I'm an acts of service.
1: You're an act, Well, we both were high on acts of service. Um, I was very low on uh, on touch. Like,
0: I was about 20 on touch. Yeah, so you, were,
1: you weren't. But I I think it's interesting to see like how you know. Really, at the end of the day, how we need to communicate to each other to make each other feel needed, wanted, happy—right? You know, those things. So, thanks, um,
0: thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah,
1: that that was that was great. I mean, just so many great things. Talking about, you know, just uh, their whole life is about maximizing enjoyment. And it's interesting to hear because it's about maximizing enjoyment for the fans who come to the stadium, for the fans who watch on social media, for their employees, for themselves, for their children and foster children. Like what they have done is is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. And they have a lot going on. And, you know, they're they're trying very hard to keep that balance. And they understand that they can't say yes to everything. So. Knowing what they value as a couple and as a business, so they say yes to the and a family, so they say yes to the right things. And and I'm I, glad we were the right I, thing.
1: I know. I feel I was gonna say I feel very honored because they talked about it when they when we talked to them, like they get so many asks to yeah. be on podcasts and television shows or or whatever. And it's it was really an honor for us to be able to talk to them. Um, I'm glad that you know we're able to. I hope help people look at the other side of the Savannah Bananas. Like, yes, it's great. If you haven't already, check them out. Like, Google them. Go to their TikTok or they're Facebook so fun. Page. It's fun. It's it's really. Fun. I'm a baseball guy, but it's really fun. But it was really nice to get to hear the other side of the story.
0: Yeah, and you think about what they're doing as um, industry disruptors. How can you be an industry disruptor in your business? How can what you're doing turn the industry on its head a little bit because there are ways for all of us to create raving fans in what we're doing it's just being creative enough and daring enough to put yourself out there to do
1: it definitely it's 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 awesome Uh, so thank you so much, Jesse and Emily, for being on the show. Hope you get a chance to listen to the podcast too. And we can't wait to see the ESPN show that comes out. I think they said in August, there's an ESPN show coming out about the Savannah Bananas, uh, and just everything else that's, that's going on with them. I I mean, the fact that they have a 60,000 person wait list for 4,000 seat stadium is phenomenal. It's great. It's amazing. Uh, I got a book for you guys, or Jesse had a book for you guys to listen to this week. Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning, The Not-So-Obvious-Secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. Jesse talked about it a little bit. You can get it for free on us at audible.com. Just go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and sign up there. You'll get a free 30 days of Audible. You can download The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod or whatever else you'd like to listen to.
0: Yeah. And if you visit our website, marriedwithabusiness.net, you can visit our resource page and find links to this book and other books that we've recommended in the past and a lot of other great resources.
1: Yeah, including Jesse has two books out you should definitely check out. Jesse Cole has Fans First, Uh, Change the Game, Break the Rules, Create an Unforgettable Experience, and Find Your Yellow Tux, How to Be Successful by Standing Out, both of those books by Jesse Cole. And you can also, Emily has a book. Yeah, she's got a children's book. Yeah, it's called Go Bananas. You can actually go to savannahbananas.com and order it from there. Uh, so definitely check that out as well and check out the Savannah Bananas if you haven't had a chance. Look for us online as well. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at bizmarried or search for us on Facebook. And remember everybody, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business.